Welcome, listeners, to www.ironradio.org, the website and podcast for all things strength sports and sports nutrition. With your hosts, Lonnie Lowry. Remember, Phil is like a gnarled old oak tree held together with scar tissue and bone spurs. Rob Fortney. And I'm telling you, the pain that I would suffer was beyond excruciating. And Phil Stevens. Do it, Rob. You'll kill all those nerves. Thanks for listening. Welcome, ironradio.org listeners. This is Lonnie Lowry. I'm an exercise physiology and nutrition professor of about a dozen years, and I'm a former competitive bodybuilder. And this is Phil Stevens. I'm a coach. I run Strength Guild, uh, USSF, Lift Rope. I do powerlifting, Highland Games, and various other things. Okay, we're on the road, so we're on site at uh, Strength Guild in Topeka. So what we did was, just yesterday there was the Strength Guild Games. So I think what we're going to do in the first part of the show is we're just going to do a little round table. Where we're going to hand the phone around and people are going to talk about, you know, what happened, you know, what, what was memorable. We were already hearing some of that this morning. So uh, I don't have any specific questions really except like how do you feel? <laughs> how do you feel right now? <laughs> Why do you feel that way maybe? <laughs> like what did you do? But. Let me see it, and I'll give it... I mean, to give everybody an idea of what it is, um, the strength field game, so basically it is a combination of powerlifting, Olympic weightlifting, Highland Games, the short, heavy track and field, so throwing and, like, short run events, and strongman. So normally it runs two days, but these crazy people decided they came in, and we were a few teams short. They're like, let's just do all ten events in one day. So basically they did ten events over one day. Um, everything from... The girls all squatted 40 plus reps at body weight, and then they had to do body weight and a half deadlifts, and then car pushes and throws, and blah blah blah. So I mean, it was just endless beating themselves up. So, but. my name's Lindsay. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, how am I feeling today? Uh, my quads are sore, definitely from those uh, from those squats. Um, the best, most memorable part of yesterday was all of us girls squatting 40 reps uh, plus at body weight. I thought that was pretty epic to be in that kind of a community and that kind of a support and uh, that kind of competition to push you that far. That was the highlight of my day. <laughs> Did things come out? I mean, what you guys were saying about like, you know, under duress, you guys were like, yeah, right. That's maybe not a good way to put that. Not, not pee. <laughs> But, you know, it sounded like you guys were sort of shouting things at each other and stuff, like how many more reps or something? Is that what you guys were talking about? So oh. does, it, does it help to know, to have a goal like that, or is it just better to have well, open-ended? Well, Jenny set the bar pretty darn high in the beginning. She just hit 40, like, right out of the, right out of the gate. And that was my only, uh, <laughs> my only thought was just beat that. And so just, I just did by one. <laughs> Got you. Okay, maybe introduce yourself and talk about what your experience, I guess. Okay, um, I am also Lindsay. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I I mean, the 40 reps, honestly, was probably the most memorable thing. Um, like other Lindsay said, uh, Jenny came out, and we were all watching her, and I was like, okay, she's going to get, like, 15 or something. So she got to 15 and kept going. I was like, okay, she's going to get to 20. She kept going, kept going. I was like, geez, when is she going to stop? So she stopped at 40, and then, yeah, Lindsay went up there and went on to 41, and then I got up and just tried to beat it again. I mean, at that point, it had nothing to do with who was better. It was just who was the last one to go because you actually had a number, you know, in mind. So that's the only reason that I won that one or whatever. But, yeah, so. 
So what about the other events? I mean, did you, was that early on? And then you had other things to do? But can, you, can, you, can you talk about that? Yeah, that was pretty early on. Yeah, I think that was the third of, I don't even know, I don't remember. But um, yeah, after that, I feel like before that, we were all really, you know, chipper and ready to go and having fun. And after that, you could tell all of us girls at least just kind of hit this wall and I mean, we were still having fun for sure, but it was like, oh my gosh, why did we decide to do this in one day? (laughs) What the hell were we thinking? It sounded good. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, that was good. The potato sack race was definitely a good one. You, yeah. you did that with ruined legs, basically? With we, that one, legs or no? no, that one we was our second event. Okay. So, yeah, that we did after the bench press. Um, <laughs> it was just <laughs> hopping around like fools, basically, and rolling around. And, yeah, so it was good. Okay. All right, what's your situation here? Uh, my name's Jenny. And so, so yeah, definitely the squats um, was something to, to come away from. It sucked going first because, like they said, like, you know, you just go and go and go, and it's hard to compete against yourself, and you don't have a number, so you're like, you just want to hit a number that you don't think someone's going to be able to touch, and then these girls come in, and they just wreck you, because, you know, you're on you're on cloud nine, and you're like, oh my gosh, I did so well, and then you come in, and they're like, you're just counting them. Oh, yep, you're three away, yep, oh, now you're like five past me, oh, yep, you know, you keep going and going and going. But I think definitely, regardless of whether you're performing well or uh, or not performing well, the community that, that you're performing with is something to take away. Because regardless of whether they're beating you or not, you're still cheering them on and you still want them to do well. Uh, the deadlifts also sucked bad because our legs were wrecked. And so something that you think that you can go up and just pull for days. I had this number in my head. Didn't even come close to it. Um, so it was so heavy and you're just, your body's destroyed by the end of the day and you think you're going to perform well and you don't. (laughs) (laughs) You did start crying. You're just mentally, physically, emotionally drained. Just destroyed. All right. I want to hear the deadlift story from you. Oh, the deadlift story? Um, I think I... I think I went last as yeah, in the deadlifts, and I was the I was like the leftover heavyweight, so I gained for this competition to be a heavyweight, and so I was a I had twenty pounds um, extra on the bar. I was like, okay, whatever, I can do this, and yeah, I came, I got five in, and then I was like, wow, this is really heavy today, and yeah, I pretty much it was a mental game, and things just flooded into my head after I was after I got that one thought wow this feels heavy everything else just flooded in and it was just it was a mental game to even pick it up like one more time and uh yeah I'm pretty sure that was like the breaking point for me and I just I just started crying I think and it was just my body had had it and my my head had had it and I just had to really talk myself into even doing the next event it was yeah it was a mental game after that no <laughs> no. So, Phil, maybe you can explain. So it sounds like, I mean, were there, it was body weight, there wasn't like max effort. There was more like uh, a. So here's what happened. Okay, so originally, <laughs> it was a whole, uh, yeah, it was a crap show. Um, so originally, the Strength to Go Games is a heavyweight man, lightweight man, heavyweight woman, lightweight woman on a team of four, and you compete against each other. Last minute, we had a bunch of people back out, so we had these partial teams. We had one full team, a bunch of partial teams. And I was like, well, this isn't going to work, so what are we going to do? We had the same amount of women as we did men. So we broke them up into two-person teams. Okay. 
but some of we had a couple heavyweights, like Dal and Lindsay were on the same team. They were team heavyweight or team, team buff cake. Um, they ended up together. So, and originally, you know, the heavyweight girls and guys would have to do the heavier weights and the lightweights, but they'd be competing against other heavies. Well, they were the only heavies. So <laughs> against the rest of the people were all lightweights. So we broke it up. We broke it up different. And then we ran. So you were also, you were competing in individual. So all the girls were competing against the girls. All the guys were competing against guys. And then as teams as well. So and that's kind of how it ran down. But. Let's, let's hear from, from the guy. You, you know what? Let me, let me set this up. I have actually read studies that women who exert maximally in the morning, later in the day, their performance shouldn't suffer very much compared to guys. Apparently men fall apart. So I want to hear what you, what you have to say about uh, this is Dal. Yeah, our, uh, my uh, performance definitely fell apart towards the end of the day. <laughs> but uh, what was funny with the squat is uh, all us guys are watching the girls go first, and we all kind of walk around. It's like, yeah, I don't want to do 40 squats, so uh, you just want to double our body weight and do less reps? And it's like, sure. And then I get to thinking, well, that's cool, except I'm you know, 50 pounds more than the next closest guy. <laughs> So then Phil, it's like, all right, you're going to do 485. Why don't I just make it 500 and go for Tom Platt's record? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so, yeah, I got to 15 and realized that I was not going to make it. And so ended up getting 17. And then it was it's kind of the same way with deadlifts. Ryan set the bar high with 15 at twice his body weight and her 17. And I got to 15, and it was all I could to try and get another rep, and I couldn't with wraps or anything. So it was definitely mental. One of the funnest parts was this was my first time ever Olympic lifting. And so, <laughs> and it was pretty ugly. <laughs> well, you got, what, 275? On, on clean and jerk for the first time, which it was a, I don't know if you can call that a clean and jerk. It was more like a clean and. My favorite was when you almost ate shit going over that box. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that was the obstacle course where me and Lindsay had the great idea to throw it on my back and just go running, and so I had to jump over a box with 225 on my back after doing squats and deadlifts, and and so <laughs> it it worked, but it almost ended really badly. So overall, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> you guys are nuts. All right, so can you maybe can you explain the obstacle course a little bit more? So what it sounds like there was all kinds of strategies that you you could have done, right? This was a more right. open ended. How did that work? So theirs worked the best because they won, <laughs> but it was a, a team a team carry. So you had to carry two hundred twenty five pounds. You couldn't set it down, or you got penalized five seconds, um, and you had to go out out of a, over a box, two boxes. Um, out the building, around some cones, and then under a uh, yoke, and so, and then back up through, and so it was timed, a timed event. So, so basically, Lindsay and her partner started, and um, they carried it, and then we did the same thing, me and my partner, and we carried it, and then they were team beefcake, so they just put it on his back and ran it. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so, and it was hard, it was hard to try and, I mean, it was a lot heavier, like we had this idea we were just gonna pick it up and run with it. Nope. It was a lot heavier than, than we thought. Oh, so that strategy wouldn't work for every team. You had to be on Team Beefcake for that to work. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. So maybe I bet uh, my partner could have probably done it. He was pretty, he's pretty strong. So, but, 
but we did it. And then he like outran me and I was like, wait, I'm going to drop it. Stop, stop. He's like just running and I'm like, wait, I'm like trying to catch up to him, hold the bar the whole time. So, um, but that was a good one. That was fun. Was that the last event? No. No. <laughs> More to come. All right. Let, let's go with that. So, so what happened after that? Um, I'm, what were the events after? I know, I really can't. Yeah, we did the car push, um, which I have never pushed a car. Oh, yes. Okay, yeah, the press medley. <laughs> um, yeah, so we had to do, uh, do a press just with a bar, and then we had to do a log press, and then we had to do um, dumbbell presses, as many as we could with the dumbbell in 90 seconds. 90 seconds. Yeah. So that was just a mess. So Jenny went first, um, and she, in the middle of doing the dumbbell presses, the dumbbell falls apart. <laughs> and, yeah. So, yeah, all the weights fall off the dumbbell, and we're like, shit, what do we do? So we pause time, get them back on there, and then she finishes... Um, <laughs> and then I did that one first time I'd ever messed with the log at all, and it was awkward and terrible, and yeah, surprised I even got it up there. Um, and so Jenny and I were are the lightweight girls, and so then Lindsay went, and she had to do a heavier weight, and I just felt so bad for her. I mean, it was a significant difference, yeah, and she, I mean, she killed it, though. She did awesome. I don't... I definitely could not have done that weight. She did awesome. So, yeah. okay. So, all right. Tell me about maybe t- tell me about the car push then. Uh, okay, so it was a team effort, I guess, and individual. So it was um, your total time um, in your team, and then a split time for your individual. I was their jeep, I guess, that we pushed uh, telephone pole to telephone pole, so like fifty meters, or I guess I'm talking Canadian now. Is it meters? <laughs> yeah. you're, you're confusing us ignorant Americans. Um, and then, yeah, what did I do? 22 seconds, I think, is what uh, we had. I like that event. That probably was my, my favorite event. That sounds like... Don't you do that sometimes in, like, regular training? You can take some people yeah, out and no, well, yeah. push, that, push vehicles around? Cars, yeah. <laughs> I don't think the average person who works in a box gym, you know, like a big, you know, well, no, chain I mean, give. They, like they, Lindsay, this doesn't even compute. You know? She was like, I can't do this. I don't think I can push a car. I was like, you can push a car. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do here. <laughs> You'll be okay. You don't need to practice. <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> yeah, that was the first time I yeah. Yeah, all right. Yeah, well, all right. Tell me about that. So if that's the first time you did stuff. That's why I thought you guys would be sore in weird places. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I didn't even know I had a muscle there. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Is it like that or, or not so much? I'm not as sore as I thought I would be. Honestly, like my legs are definitely feeling it from those squats, but the rest of my body isn't too wrecked. I'm kind of feeling like maybe it's going to hit tomorrow. You know, it's going to take a day, and then I'll really. That's wise, I think. Yeah. yeah. So I'm expecting it tomorrow. But yeah, so many things were the first time. Like I said. It it was the first time I'd ever messed with the log. Um, we threw a javelin, which I had never done. And I had a nice little leg kick in it. Um, and, yeah, whatchamacallit, the hammer throw. Yeah, hammer throw. That was the first time I'd ever done that. First time I ever pushed a car. And, yeah, I was freaking out about that the whole time. I was like, I cannot push a car. I cannot. And they're like, yes, you can. Yes, you can. I was like, no, I cannot. But I did. But it was down. It's empowering. 
Yeah, it felt good afterwards for sure. I was like, dang, I'm kind of a badass. Sure <laughs> you're you're adding an explicit tag to my show. I just want you know that. Oh, nice. Phil, can you what do you what do you use for like hammers and javelins? Do, do you have one? No, so I bought a javelin, so I had to buy a javelin. And then we use so we I I throw Highland Games, so I had the Scottish hammers, so we had that. Um, Basically, how I do the events every year is I have, like, all the track and field short events, listen to piece of paper, all the Highland Games events, powerlifting, Olympic lifting, and I roll dice. And that's how we end it. So it's totally random each year. And then we always throw in one weird event. Like, this year it was the potato sack. Last year it was tug of war and stuff like that. One year we had the three-legged race. That was horrible. Um, so the potato sack was the weird one. Um, and it was what we hoped. People ate shit on it and had to roll and get back up. But... Uh, so, yeah, I mean, basically I have most of the equipment. If I don't have it like this year, I had to buy a javelin. So, and I knew that the people that were coming weren't, like, efficient with the javelin. So I just bought the women's javelin, and the dudes got to throw it, too. It's like, I'm not going to spend another $180 on a fucking men's javelin when these guys don't know what they're doing. So, um, yeah, I mean, I just buy what we need and go from there. Right. <laughs> All right. There's a student here who throws a javelin. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so, and you've done this in collegiate competitions, right? NCA collegiate. I guess you could call it that. I did it once. I practiced it twice. <laughs> okay. So I know you're a jumper and you were kind of shanghaied into that, but is that something that you feel requires a, a lot of practice to cash in on her? Oh yeah. Cause like if you don't, if you don't, you can like blow your elbow out. <laughs> um, and ironically, you said you bought the girl's jab. I think it's actually easier to throw a guy's jab. Um, it's, well, it's weighted more, and it's a little bit longer, so the weight distribution is different. And I think it's easier to throw the guys. But, <laughs> but yeah, you got to practice. They practice once. I feel like it's, it's advice coming after the fact. Oh, yeah, you'll blow out your elbow. Careful, careful with that. It's the next day. <laughs> well, I get down one in the, in the men's, and... It was his third throw, and I just gave him the awesome coaching advice to try harder, and he jumped. <laughs> <laughs> it worked. Yeah, it worked. <laughs> well, Dal's so thick, just pointing at something, you know. <laughs> Javelin catches fire, I don't know. Yeah, that was one of my questions, was how much of this was indoor versus outdoor, right? So uh, can you explain, did you guys go in and out? I mean, yeah, uh, it was close to 50-50, I guess. We had, the carry went outside. The truck was outside, the hammer throw was outside, the javelin was outside, and the potato sack race was outside. So 50% outside, 50% inside. So um, what was inside was the deadlift, the squat, the bench, the clean and jerk, and the press medley. So. And you said outside was it was in a cornfield? Well, it was right out back, thrown into that cornfield across the street. So we just took over the cornfield. So, um yeah, that's that's how we rolled with it. And they they did the potato sack race in the grass instead of on the concrete, which is a good idea in hindsight because a lot of people ended up rolling. But uh yeah. So Yeah, it was a good time. I mean, it was This was the this is the third year? This is the third year, yeah. So I mean, keep doing that? Oh yeah, we'll do one a year in October. Let me ask these guys, would you come back would you would I this is my three peat. Yes. Okay, so so you're masochistic. Uh, what? I mean, you you oh, yeah. like the, you're not afraid of the pain there. Oh no, definitely not. It's always a good time. Are you? Is this your first time then? Yes, this is my first time. Um, and yeah, it was a blast. I definitely would. You would do it again for sure, no doubt. Wow. Okay. 
What about you? Uh, this is like my time and a half, I guess. <laughs> so last year, uh, so my work schedule is kind of funky. Um, but so last year I was like a sub squatter. So one girl like blew out her hamstring, so I squatted for their team and then went back to work. And so, <laughs> um, and then this year uh, I go back to work today. And so, so I'm glad that we did it all yesterday. Um, but yeah, I'll do it next year. Do you have a physical job that this is going to make you yeah. like limp around at work? So I'm a firefighter, and uh, <laughs> and so the the station I'm working at tonight is right next to KU's campus, and KU students like to burn a lot of popcorn, so we climb a lot of stairs. So today I'm going to be wrecked. For oh, sure. all right. Yep. <laughs> all right. How about you, Dell? What's your what were your thoughts? Have you done this before? Would you do it again? Oh, this is my first time, but I'll definitely come back and defend the crown for sure. <laughs> so yeah, it'll be fun. All right, uh, we're going to go to break a little bit. We're going to come back, and we're going to start to set up uh, next week's uh, episode, which is um, sort of going to be a listener appreciation thing where we're having people send their best practices and their thoughts and their observations about traveling uh, to different strength or muscle-related events. So whether you're a competitor or just a fan, you know, what are some things you might want to consider? So we're just going to uh, hand the mic around a little bit again, uh, and we'll be back after this. Hi, this is Dr. Lowry with an update on the protein book that you hear about in the ad at the end of the show. Uh, If you simply Google CRC Press in protein, uh, there's a new development. On the right side of the page, you can see ebook, and there's a purchase slash rent option. And the cool thing here is if you check that out now, because they have an agreement with Vital Book, uh, you can actually download the ebook for $69 US dollars. So that's 31% off the $99.95 uh, cover price. So that's pretty fantastic. $69, I think that's going to drop it into the affordable range for a lot of people. And you can even rent it. Uh, lower down the page, they have 180-day rentals and one-year rentals. So you can access the book in electronic format and get some of this juicy information. So thanks. Hi, this is Dr. Lonnie Lowry, and on behalf of Phil and Rob, I'd just like to let listeners know that if you love us or you hate us, we'd like you to leave a comment or perhaps vote for us on iTunes. It helps us out quite a bit on the popularity side of things. Uh, you can also follow uh, Dr. Lowry, me, on Twitter. Uh, it's Lawnman7 on Twitter if you want to do that. We also have a Facebook page, the Iron Radio uh, listeners page. So... Uh, whether it's leaving a comment or voting for us or following us on Twitter or Facebook, uh, that would be fantastic. Also, uh, occasionally Rob or myself will write an article for another website and Phil will as well. So lots of ways to um, interact, uh, follow us in other media and vote for us and uh, keep things going strong on Iron Radio. Thanks. I can't stop feeling Some of us don't understand How lucky we are To be living in this Hi listeners, this is Rob Fortress Fortney I'm here to remind you that as the holiday season approaches And your thoughts turn to giving We like you to keep Iron Rating in your thoughts Every week it's been our privilege To bring you weekly news, experts, and gym talk Did you know that now roughly 20,000 brothers and sisters of Iron Count on us for these things? Of course, not everyone can afford to be a supporting member or a significant one-time donor. But for those of you willing to pitch in $4 per month or $50 just once, we're about to sweeten the deal. 
Become a supporting member or major donor, and a limited number of you will receive a gift worth over $20. And we will never forget our existing supporters. Simply email me via ironradio.org, and I'll send you a free seminar from Dr. Lowry on how to significantly and realistically boost your testosterone levels. Help your iron brothers and sisters who cannot pitch in but deserve better internet programming in our sports. And happy holidays. Fix of Iron Radio. In addition to being a popular institute on iTunes, we are also on email. Simply go to www.ironradio.org and sign up for the voluntary email. You'll get a once per week email, no more, that's little more than the show notes and a link to the audio. So go for it. Okay, everybody, we're back. So uh, we're going to discuss travel for different types of events, muscle and, uh, you know, uh, power-related events. There's so many things, I think, in the in the area, in the industry that you could attend. You know, you could attend the Arnold Classic for the first time or a Mr. Olympia event just as a fan. Or you can go to a powerlifting meet and just watch, you know. And, I mean, uh, or if you compete, there's a lot of things. Uh, Dal and I were talking a second ago. There's so many things you have to think about, like way in advance, a whole grocery list of stuff to write down you know, so you're, you're not underprepared. So we're going to hand the mic around and just uh, get some thoughts. And then next week, we're going to turn to the Facebook page and see what some of the listeners have uh, commented as far as their best practices or their observations and that kind of thing. Uh, and then maybe give out some prizes to some of the best, you know, uh, suggestions. But so as we go around, if you could, I know you, there was already, there's multiple Lindsay's and that sort of thing, but... <laughs> If you introduce yourself and then uh, t- maybe first say what kind of event that you're thinking of and then what have you observed, you know, in that process. Okay, so I'm Whitney and I started out watching bodybuilding and then we went to our first like big convention. We went to the Europa Games and that was my first experience ever. No idea what to expect. It was awesome. We got a bunch of free shit and saw a bunch of big people <laughs> and then I started competing in bodybuilding and I'm still like I still have to learn like what to bring and you're still borrowing stuff from people you have people there gluing your suit like it's it's still hard to know what to expect just let me sneak that in explain gluing your suit well um (laughs) your bikini doesn't stay attached to you when you're walking or posing so there was like my last show we had professionals there that glued my suit to my butt and my boobs so yeah (laughs) so it didn't go anywhere and you didn't see stuff you were supposed to see (laughs) um and then dal started powerlifting so that's how i started watching went to my first meet was his nationals meet i think and i was basically i didn't know what to expect and i kind of turned into mom like i was running food runs and water runs for him and a couple of the other guys and um, that atmosphere was way cooler than the bodybuilding atmosphere. Like, so much more camaraderie. Like, everyone's cheering on everyone. Even if you're competing against them, you don't get that in bodybuilding. They're like, oh, yeah, good luck, whatever. Uh, I'm going to beat you. Like, they don't – it's very different. So then I did my first mock meet here um, a couple months ago, August. And that was awesome. But I had a hurt back, so I only did two of the lifts. Well – 
I kind of did the deadlift, but not really. Um, and then I'll have my first powerlifting meet in December. And hopefully we'll be a little more experienced with what to bring. So we'll see. We'll still probably fall short. <laughs> uh, this is Dow. Um, one of the things that I can say is when I did my nationals meet, I kind of came underprepared, obviously, she said, with with food and everything else. But I actually almost got disqualified because I didn't bring deadlifting socks. And I uh, cut the front of my shins pulling the deadlift and ended up having to tape the front of my legs to keep blood from getting on the mat. Something I had no idea about made complete sense. It was just me being new and uh, probably not reading all the rules like I should have. And which, I mean, that's kind of one of the things you, if you do powerlifting, there's so many different federations and so many different sets of rules that kind of all blend together. So it's really, I learned to make pay, pay more attention when I go to another meet to what what I need and what is different between the other federations. And then w- with bodybuilding, there's a lot of downtime. Um, depending on who you're there to watch uh, or what class, there's... There's so many different classes now. They just even added classic, is it classic physique, which is another form of physique, but it's half bodybuilding. So these shows go on for at least the whole day, if not a day and a half. So it's be prepared to do a lot of sitting. And if you go to big ones, there's a lot to see, but some of the smaller ones, there's really not a whole lot. So a lot of it's knowing the schedule of the event and knowing when to come back because a lot of it's it doesn't ever go how it's supposed to. The time frame's not always how it's supposed to because they always run long. And so <clears throat> be there early and expect to be late is about the best advice. Uh, well, my name's Corey, and um, I've done some competing, not a lot. I guess my mind, I'm a strength coach, so my mind goes to athletic events. Um, and so... I've already talked about being prepared, and I think part of that, part of being prepared is doing your research ahead of time. So if, do your research on the area that you're going to so that if you, you know, think, oh, crap, I don't have this or that, or you're hungry, you need some food, um, you know the best options right away. Um, so I'll have, like, sport coaches will, you know, stop by my office or email me and say, hey, we're traveling to this area can you give us restaurant options? That kind of stuff. So I think doing a lot of research up front, um, yeah, you want to kind of take it on yourself to be prepared and bring stuff with you. Uh, but from even, like mostly a nutritional standpoint, do your research and, and so you know the area you're going into, and that will help you prepare better up front as well. So. Well, uh, my name's Grant, and uh, my take's a little different because I've never actually competed in like a strength-related event, but I've run track. Um, and I think it's a lot, in a lot of ways similar because you just got to be prepared. Uh, the main difference is, especially for outdoor track, is bring warm clothes. Like, the beginning of outdoor season is awful. It's usually still like 40 degrees and raining and it's terrible. Um, and, uh, like they were saying earlier, there's still a lot of downtime between events because I do high jump, triple jump, and jab. And it doesn't seem like they ever match up, so I only have to warm up once. Um, I usually have to sit around for a while. Uh, and then I guess my other big thing is the three and a half, four hour bus rides that just make you feel stale when you get off. Uh, so I always make sure I bring a good source of uh, caffeine to uh, get, get myself jacked and ready to go. Uh, but that's pretty much what I do. <laughs> <laughs>
So you say caffeine, yeah, I had like three energy drinks before we started yesterday, and I like couldn't see straight by the first event. Um, but so my name's Jenny, and I compete in powerlifting. And um, actually, it's, I think that's a, something that a lot of people don't talk about is weigh-ins. Kick my ass every time. Uh, so me, I compete at 148, but I walk around at about 155. So the week before, I have to shed, you know, anywhere between 5 and 10 pounds, kind of. And for me, it's down to the ounce. I'm literally, I've literally weighed in butt naked. Um, and most of the time I weigh in in a sports bra and underwear. And I've sat in my coach's shower for hours before trying to sweat it out. Uh, so that's big. So when you're traveling, it's hard to make weight because you're trying to eat and then you're trying to refuel and trying to be ready and not deplete your body completely before. So um, that's a big thing for me when I'm on the road or trying to go somewhere and having to weigh in there. That That's by far the worst thing. Okay, um, I'm Lindsay, and I have never traveled to compete before, so I'm new to this whole world. Um, Phil has kind of introduced me to all of this, so I'm just getting started, and yeah, I've only participated in events here at the Strength Guild, Um, but I already know for me, like, getting, because I was like a competitive gymnast growing up and everything, and the mental game and mental preparation is definitely a big thing for me. yeah, just getting, like, you want to get mentally prepared, but I know for me, I can overdo it sometimes and start overthinking it and just get into my head. Um, so I think it's good to kind of have someone there to distract you a little bit, because if you're sitting there thinking that you're prepping, prepping mentally, you know, and thinking that you're getting really focused, it can have the exact opposite effect on you and just tear you down because you've overthought everything. So I think really going back to the community and having some support systems there and with you and being able to travel with people, that'll help a lot because, yeah, you just need someone there to distract you, to think about things other than lifting, you know, 24-7. You don't need to be thinking about that all the time. So that's probably big advice for me. My prep mostly is probably along the same lines as yours. I, um, my name's Lindsay also. Um, I compete, um, well, I, I kind of quit CrossFit, I guess. I started there, but now I'm mostly weightlifting. I've done uh, super total as well. Um, it's the mental game. It's uh, getting, uh, getting your head in the game before you even start. Like You have to believe that that weight is going up um, before it even leaves the ground. You have to believe that the lift is made. A big thing for me traveling, I've traveled, I guess, a lot (laughs) to train and travel to compete as well. Um, Keeping as much routine as possible from your from your home gym. Um, I uh, I need to know I can have like a good cup of coffee, like that calms me down and just kind of lets me know. I don't know that it's the same old, same old kind of Um, and. Don't change your warm up just because someone else is doing something else. Like, um, I, I remember my uh, I traveled for a CrossFit competition with the team once, and I was warming up, and I was like, "That's Sam Briggs." I was like, "Maybe I should warm up like she's warming up." And uh, I was like, "Oh, but uh, no, keep your routine and um, trust your trust your coaching and trust the trust the process." Um, yeah, that's all. Man, I got two, I guess. Uh, this is Phil. Um, the biggest for me for traveling is if I'm traveling somewhere close, like three to four hours, 
I like getting to where the wherever we're competing like two days early. Like so I have a full day. We'll drive, sleep that night, and then I have the whole next day to just veg out. Um and then the competition's the next day. If I'm changing time zones, I like to add a day or two onto that to get to get more adjusted. Um and other than that, it's the big thing is like like they were talking about the support system. I'm lucky I got a I got a wonderful wife that, that knows how I compete and I'm the type of person that just leave me the hell alone. So we'll get to where we're going and like she'll take the kids and all the other athletes, let's go do something and I will sit in the room and I'm just by myself, I'm quiet, I watch TV, I lay there. Come meet day, you know, she'll come up, give me a kiss, say good luck and then leave me alone. I don't want to talk to people, I don't want to be around people, I want to sit in my own corner by myself in my own bed. You know, and a lot of people, some people are opposite. They want people to distract them. It's like, no, just leave me alone. And I get, I'm normally very talkative, like in the gym here, but come to meet time, I'm really quiet, and people are like, what's wrong with you? It's like, shut up and get the fuck away from me. You know, because <laughs> so, I'm concentrating on what I have to do. So it's having that support system. And people, you know, and my athletes have come to know that too. Well, just leave him alone. He doesn't need anything. If he needs something, he'll ask for it. Um, and then, you know, it helps to for the athletes too is just have have a coach that knows what the hell they're doing so they don't have to know so much. We got our wrapping taken care of. I got this taken care of. Now, I'm not going to feed you, so you better bring your own food. But I'll tell them what to bring. And it's like just calling people, make sure you got your belt, you got your wraps, you got your this, you got this, you know, have your checklist down. Um, and like Dal was talking about, bring more than you think you need. Um, it's, it's, it's okay to bring extra stuff home. You know, it sucks when you don't have the right thing. So, I mean, that's about all I got. So. You know, one something that one of our Lindsay's said, and, and Phil, you just said, makes me think about it too like a checklist and like don't change something in the last minute at least in, in bodybuilding events i've seen that happen so many times somebody does i can get just a little drier i can get a little tighter and your head's not right so create your to-do list or your checklist weeks ahead of time and stick to the damn checklist because your head's not right you know the night before you're dehydrated god knows you know so i don't what and there's a there's so many things to consider and we could do a whole show on just what what is this checklist? You know, I mean, for bodybuilding, it could be everything from your suit to skincare products to meds to supplements. I mean, there's all many different things that can go on that list, uh, and so that's another reason to start to create it weeks in advance because you're going to forget something the first one or two passes through that list, you know, and then that way you're not doing something stupid. But uh, you said something, Phil. I guess I'm I'm similar because it's funny, right? Because I'm I'm like this all the time. Chat, chat, chat. I'm a teacher, and. Um, when I drove around the Midwest, I mean, it was the last time I competed, but I mean, I drove up to North Dakota State. I mean, that's kind of in the middle of nowhere. And I just did that by myself, you know, that uh, my wife would have went. I'm like, no, I'm, I'll just go. You know, I, I loaded up the car with all this, you know, paraphernalia and just, and just drove. And I mean, I've seen guys on those lulls between, um, you know, how sometimes with the bodybuilding side of things, that there's so much primping and pampering that some of the guys I competed with, some really nice guys, but it seems so weird to the average person, but they would go to their hotel room and lay in bed and not move because they didn't want to smudge anything. I mean, everything is so temporary and artificial on that day. You know, it's kind of almost ridiculous. But uh, And I agree with what, what you said, actually, about the attitude. Like, I've seen some really cool camaraderie at um, bodybuilding shows, usually out of the master's competitors because they they kind of grew up at some point, you know. But there's always Mr. Badass in the corner who's trying to intimidate everybody. And frankly, he's not always the guy who does well anyway. So I, I think that's some good advice then for everybody. Uh, like I said, next week we're going to turn to the listeners themselves and get some thoughts. Because like I said, I think we could do two or three passes like this and keep coming up with 
with things. There's so many things to do. Even if you attend something, I mean, there's a lot of things like we were kind of chatting about just a, a minute ago, but you know, if you're at a power meet, is it okay to swear and shout at somebody? Should I clap? You know, what's appropriate, what's not? There's almost like these, um, these sort of expected cultural things, you know. And uh, I know a lot of our listeners have, haven't done that before, but I know we also, and I think right, rightfully so, go try something. Go try competing. You can't let these things paralyze you either. And I think that's why stuff like this is fun. So, all right. Well, I guess in, until next week, you have any last thoughts? No, until next week, everybody. Thanks a lot. Hey, listeners. Have you seen the store at ironradio.org? There are three halls in the store, one for Phil, one for Fortress, and one for myself, Dr. Lowry, and they're thematic. So you can go into our Halls of Iron store and choose based on your goal. If you need something to learn or read or something nutritional, you can look in my store, uh, Lonnie's store. If you want something about injury prevention uh, or competition, then take a look at Phil's Hall of Iron. And if you want something about motivation or daily training, Fortress's Hall has what you're looking for. There are some fun, heroic descriptors uh, as you browse through the stores. We try to make it a little more fun than the average boring online store. And whether you're a novice lifter or someone more experienced, you can take heart that you're not wasting your time. The things that we put in each Hall of Iron are actually based on our own recommendations. Protein powders that we know to be good. Uh, knee sleeves, wraps of some kind, things that Fortress uses in his own training. Uh, the stuff you, you see, you know is good. This way you don't waste time. So check out the Iron Radio store at ironradio.org and um, let us know what you think on the forums and certainly you can request products and we will uh, screen them before they go in. So thanks for listening. Iron Radio is accepting donations. If you like what we do, the professors, the scientists, the bodybuilding show promoters, the athletes themselves in powerlifting and bodybuilding, um, please consider making a donation or maybe buying something from the ironradio.org uh, store. Uh, we also are accepting supporting members. So for $4 a month, which is frankly less than the bank sneaks out of your account in fees, you can step up and support a form of sort of public radio for the bodybuilding and powerlifting and strength community. The Iron Radio Podcast and all of the audio on ironradio.org is for informational purposes only. If you're interested in starting a diet or exercise program, it's important to check with your physician. Also seek the help of registered dietitians, athletic trainers, and qualified exercise physiologists in order to make the progress that you need.